Hey, welcome back to the Addicted to Healthy podcast, your one-stop destination for all things health and a kick-ass life. I'm Laurence, certified nutritional practitioner and health coach and the host of the Addicted to Healthy podcast. So today I have Mindy Hubner on the podcast. She's a certified health and life coach and she's been an entrepreneur for over 20 years. So equipping women to show up for themselves, body, mind, and soul and take control of their energy to create more income and a greater impact is what sets her heart on fire. And she is an author, speaker, coach, and mentor. And she knows all about energy because she has dealt with the lack of energy you know, relying on stimulants and things like that. And she really understands what it takes to create natural energy from the body using mindset, nutrition, movement, etc. So we're going to be talking all about that today because I know fatigue is definitely one of the biggest symptoms we see, um, especially with PCOS. And it can be so debilitating and frustrating and just relying on stimulants and caffeine all day is not ideal. So we're going to talk about how to address that and how to create lasting energy that is natural um, using holistic strategies. So welcome, Mindy, onto the podcast. I'm super excited to have you today talk all about energy and why we're all fatigued today and what we can do about it. So thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Uh, and this is really an honor to be able to share this platform with you. I know that uh, the work that you do serves so many people. So I hope that I can contribute to your listeners uh, in a way that really brings them value and benefits them. I love that. I'm sure this episode is going to be super informative, so I can't wait to get into it. So I'd first love for you to talk a little bit about yourself and kind of how you got into what you're doing today and where that started out. Sure. Uh, so I am a, what I call a life on purpose coach, and I'm a certified life coach, certified health and wellness coach. And I put that together to really encompass holistic body, mind, and soul I, I feel like I can't uh, help someone in one area without going into the other. So they might as well know <laughs> from the get-go that we're going to work on the whole package and, and not just try to work on one thing. I feel like it's a three-legged stool. And so if we just work on the body, the mind and the soul, you know, they're going to they're gonna not be in balance with us, you know, in harmony with the rest of it. So it's, it's that sort of holistic approach uh, that I take. And really I work with female entrepreneurs to have the energy that they need, have the mindset, have the focus to take their business to the income levels that they want to have the impact that they want through their business. And that comes from prioritizing themselves again, body, mind, and soul. We seem to leave that at, at the door when we become entrepreneurs thinking that we can just, you know, muscle or hustle through everything without paying attention to those silly things like, uh, you know, water or sleep or any of that kind of stuff because we're going to make it happen. Uh, and I found that I have been in sales for years and years and years. I was in direct sales for about 20 years and I saw that. And uh, when my company closed my division, I had the opportunity to then pivot and start serving even in a greater way because I had always coached, mentored, taught, uh, in in every capacity as long as I can remember and so it was a great opportunity to really start cultivating that and learning even more on my own about mindset and nutrition and those kinds of things and then what I wanted to be able to offer from my own experience from my own journey in health 
and business um, and spiritual journey as well and package it all together to really make the greatest impact that I could. And female entrepreneurs are really who that makes the most difference for in my experience. Do you have any, do you have any struggles around like the nutrition or the mindset piece? Well, absolutely. I did have lots of struggles around the nutrition. Um, what really got me was I was a sugar junkie, just absolutely addicted to sugar and caffeine, both like not, uh, not soda or anything, but coffee, definitely. And I still drink coffee 98% of the time. It's decaf on occasion. I'll have a, a cup of the real stuff just because I want to, not because I need it. And that was, that was the difference. It was not being addicted basically to the caffeine, needing it to, to get started in the day. And sugar is just such a diabolic little beast <laughs> that the more that we eat it, the more that we crave it, whether that's physiological or mental or both, you know, there's lots of uh, research either way that it truly is addictive and then other ways that says it isn't. So I believe personally it is a combination and have experienced it myself. But once I uh, moved past that addiction, then I knew, okay, I also, I need to be able to share this and how to really quit sugar if that is truly what you want to do. And so now I'm in a spot where um, I can tell when I have something that has refined and if I go somewhere to someone else's house where I'm not in total control of, of what's in things, I know, like my body's like, whoa, what did we just have? You know, kind of a thing. Cause I really focus on natural sugar. If I'm gonna, if I'm gonna make a brownie, it's got like sweet potatoes in it, you know, <laughs> and, and some dates or something. It doesn't, it doesn't have, you know, like refined white sugar. And I'm not, I'm not dissing that, you know, I've always coached my clients to move the needle on those things. And so for me, it just is better to move it as far for the higher nutrient way that I can and still have a treat because a girl's got to live. I mean, I need, I need some sweetness like that. Yeah, I'm totally the same. I'm like sweet potato and dates and those kind of things. Um, I find that it's already pretty sweet, which is nice because it's actually like your taste buds are actually working properly. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah, and it change. Stuff, it just makes me go crazy. It makes me feel completely mental. So yeah, but there is hope. Definitely. It's nice to hear that, you know, even if you are addicted, you can get over it. So why do you think our society is becoming so dependent on all of these stimulants? Cause it seems like a lot of people are not even aware of this, but you know, even if you suggest there are all those memes, like don't talk to me until I have my coffee and things like that. And we're kind of just taking it as a normal thing, but um, it is becoming really an epidemic of people eating either sugar or the coffee or the stimulants to be able to even just get through the day. Like it seems to be such a hard thing to just get through an entire day. So why do you think this is happening? Well, I, I think it's twofold. I think we are putting all those things into our bodies. And when we put ourselves on the blood sugar roller coaster and caffeine can mimic sugar in that way, uh, we make our body overproduce insulin and it's so good at it. It's constantly overproducing it. It stops the production of a hormone that is escaping me right this second, but that is what helps us break down fat and burn down fat. And so then we're, we're like defeating ourselves on this. And so we, the more caffeine that we take in, the more that we want because we do the up and down crash. And so then of course we need more. And it's the same thing with the sugar. The more that we take in, we go up, 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 
and then boom, crash, and then we need more, and then we overproduce insulin. So we've just gotten our bodies on this, this merry-go-round of, you know, up, down, up, down, up, down, and we have created it ourselves, and, and then there are the stories that we tell ourselves. So it's not just physical, it's, it's mental, and not like you're mental, but it's, it's, it's in our minds, it's our belief system truly like, I can't function without coffee. I can't, uh, I can't have a meal and not have a sweet treat afterwards. You've, it's a belief. You've decided that this is so, and your brain will give you proof that it is so, and so you will continue on this cycle of, of this. Your brain you know, aligns your life to what you already believe. It's not the other way around. And so if I believe I can't make it without a cup of coffee first thing in the morning or a pot of coffee, I won't until I decide to believe something different. I'm so glad you mentioned that because it does play, play a huge role, like the beliefs and like the habits that you have. And for instance, if you, you know, get home and you have like a candy bar, whatever it is, and it becomes like a habit of, oh, when I go through the door, then I have my candy bar. It's like a reward for like getting through the day. And then that just becomes automatic, right? And then your beliefs obviously do shape your actions. So how do you kind of shift from that place of needing something to like you were mentioning, wanting it and being able to kind of have it in a healthy way. So overcoming this addiction, because obviously there are physiological shifts that happen, which are, you know, it's more than just motivation, but then there is also the mindset part, right? Right, right. I think there's a couple things that you touched on um, and just bring me back if I don't hit them all because the, the first one was reward. And we are also in that type of society. Um, I deserve, I, you know, I worked hard. I deserve this. I, food as a reward really becomes a trap for us as well. You don't have to do anything to deserve food. Like you, you need food, you know? And so really that whole reward mentality, like I'm treating myself, I'm rewarding myself. We get ourselves into trouble with that too, because then food becomes this bad, good, you know, sort of angel devil thing. And, oh, I didn't work out long enough, you know, to eat this brownie or whatever. When we start to get into that, we just go down a rabbit hole. And so that's, that's one habit that we can get into as well. And I, I can remember vividly working with a client who um, was like, well, on my cheat day, and I just really wanted her to listen to her words. I said, well, who are you cheating? Like if your husband was, had a cheat day, what would you do about that? <laughs> you know? That's a good like, point. If, it really, um, and I know there's lots of people that subscri subscribe to, you know, a cheat day and eating higher nutrient, you know, 80 to 90% of the time. And I just don't call it a cheat day because I, I feel like, like, why would you want to cheat yourself? And so then you're, it, it's just a whole mindset thing too, you know, like I'm worthy and deserving. I don't need to cheat myself or cheat on myself or hide from myself. We already get into that so much. That, I, that doing it on purpose, it just seems counterproductive to me. So, um, so that's what I, like that whole reward, like I came home. And so changing our habits too is, our habits are developed in the reptilian part of our brain. And when we say like, oh, I want to change my habits. Okay, that's in the, the thinking part of the brain, the left side of the brain. Well, you, you can't, like the left side of the brain can't, won't beat 
the reptilian side of the brain out of sheer force. Like that, that just doesn't happen. I would say there's like maybe 1% of the population that can say, I'm going to quit smoking today and they quit smoking today and that's it. Or they say, I'm going to quit drinking today and they never have another drink again. I think that percentage is very low uh, because we, it, that's will, sheer will in there and most people can't can't make it happen that way you have to really start shifting your identity about that and so three o'clock you come home and have the candy bar that's the habit how do I get out of that habit well who am I being when I have the candy bar and who do I need to be to not choose the candy bar as a reward for myself doesn't mean that I can't ever have a candy bar but is the candy bar in line with the goals that I have for myself as well is it if I want to be a successful your female entrepreneur who mentally, physically, financially, spiritually fit, you know, my definition of fit, what does that look like? And if I'm putting in refined sugar, what is that doing to my uh, productivity, my focus? Because it, sugar is also proven, it like puts us in brain fog, skills our productivity, those types of things. So that is really completely out of alignment if I say, you know, I want to be a badass business boss, right? And yet I'm going to eat sugar. That's going to be my reward for working hard all day kind of a thing. So that, that really gets us out of alignment too. So it's deciding how am I showing up and what do I really want? Is it the candy bar that I want? It's about doing that deep inner work. Or is, this, is there something else that's really crying out to be nourished that I'm just falling into the habit of the candy bar. And there, there's something more here. There's something greater that I get the opportunity to uncover because the candy bar is just, I can use it as a, a gift for the candy bar can be a gift to tell me my body and my mind want something else. What am I missing? Where, where, where can I nourish myself that I'm not? Yeah, it's never really about the food, right? It's like, it could be the candy bar, it could be a cigarette, it could be alcohol, whatever it is. It's always going to be something else that we're trying to fill a void with, right? So as long as you are focusing on the food part, it won't get better. And that's what a lot of people think just because it's the symptom that's coming up. Um, But it's, you know, an underlying issue. So I'm so glad that you touched on that point. And then another point that you made um, that I actually... When I first read about this, I, it really hit home to me, the embodying that kind of person. Because, you know, we all know that we're not supposed to do something. But when we're in the moment and we want that thing, like, it's just like all logic goes out the window and we just don't care, right? So, but then when you start asking you that question, like, am I actually being the type of person that I want to be, like my highest version type of thing? And even if you ask yourself that question throughout the day, I find like it just kind of makes you stop and think, oh, actually, this is not the type of person I want to be. And it's kind of like a nice, I guess, a nice way to kind of wake up a little bit and stop yourself instead of just being like, oh, I shouldn't do this because it doesn't really work, right? Exactly. Redirect. So that's a reframe and a redirect. Yes. And um, we tend to, and women specifically, it's, it's a really, uh, it, women specifically tend to should all over themselves, right? I should, I should, I should. And part of my job as a coach is really listening, not only listening to uh, what my client says, but the words that they use. And so it's really about the words trigger, they tell me what you believe. You know, I should do this. I should do that. Okay, well, clearly there's no, you see no gain in it. I should, 
you know, kind of a thing. Um, and that's the same thing with, I have to, I get to shifting that as well. You know, I have to go to work or I have to No, you get to, cause there's lots of people that don't have a job, you know, kind of a thing, like really reframing those things. But that, what you were talking about, that redirection is really about being 100% committed and 100% responsible for the outcomes in your life. And so if you're, you know, wherever there's an outcome in your life, circumstance that you're happy with, well, what that tells you is you were not 100% responsible there. You didn't show up 100% committed. That might be a really hard pill for some people to swallow, but it's the truth. I mean, if our finances aren't where we want them to be, are we overspending are we, you know what I mean? And those that like, if our health isn't where we want it to be, well, what are we doing? What kind of actions are we taking? What do we believe? Another thing that I work with my clients on is they're like, well, this brownie won't matter because I can't lose weight. And so that's not a hundred percent committed to being the woman that she wants to be. It's a hundred percent committed to her limitations, not her limitlessness, you know? Yep. To the excuses. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just, we're conditioned as a society to do that as well, to just really cling to those excuses and cling to, um, old ways of being, you know, those habits and those ways of being. And instead of trusting that we can be more and we are totally capable, like everything that we need is inside of us. It's, it's just trusting it and letting it come out. And what would it look like if I was 100% committed to my health for the next 30 days? What would it look like if I was 100% responsible for my health for the next 30 days? And an energy as female entrepreneurs specifically, we can't get to the next level without it. Sometimes we can't even get through the week without it, right? If we really, really, really want to have a greater impact through whatever type of work that we do and have more income because, you know, money is a tool to make that impact. We have got to take care of ourselves and it's a gift we get to. We don't, we, we, it's not a should, it's a get to, because if we start making it as a should, then we start avoiding it even more. And, and it's just like not putting gas in your car, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And I think that a lot of us just don't understand how um, even our thoughts implicate our like show up in our life that we're actually the cause of our reality which can be like a big pill to swallow because a lot of us like to play the victim which I like to do for like the majority of my life until I realized that I was the cause of all of the shit happening Um, (laughs) not something that you like to realize you know it's like it's a hard pill to swallow for sure but then when you actually understand that it's actually very empowering because if you got yourself into the situation that you don't want, you can actually get yourself into the situation that you do want, right? So overcoming that victim mode is just such a light bulb changing moment because you realize that literally you are the cause of everything. So that's something to really, you know, remember. And then like your thoughts and everything do play a huge role. And then a lot of us, again, as I mentioned, are looking, looking at the symptoms. So can't lose weight. Let's go work out a bit more. Um, or you can't lose weight. Let's go um, restrict our calories or whatever it is when the underlying issue is not being addressed. Right. So your exactly. body is not craving the 
Oreo or whatever, like it's not craving going for a three hour run on a treadmill or, you know, restricting yourself, it's craving something else. And it's the symptoms that are coming up are an indication of, of an imbalance, right? So that's why you really need to look into that. Um, but going back to the sugar addiction and the coffee addiction, because I think a lot of people are wondering, like, how do I break this? Like, let, like please tell me. Um, did you go cold turkey right away or how was it um, for you? Um, for the sugar, so I'm, I'm one of those weirdos that actually can go cold turkey. Uh, however, I also, though, have learned how to let go of habits by using um, one of the techniques that I love for letting go <clears throat> is a technique by Jim Fortin, and he is a, um, transforming, a transformational coach, and he has a podcast and a coaching program and all kinds of stuff. And he, what he teaches, and I love this because it makes so much sense for some people, when I said that you can't battle the reptilian part of your brain with the thinking part of your brain, that's what we try to do. And we get into this habit battle, sugar, no sugar, sugar, no sugar, sugar, no sugar. So it's this whole back and forth. And what Jim teaches is it, you don't choose one over the other. You dismiss it. You acknowledge it and dismiss it. And it, it triggers something else in your brain. And for some people, it'll be a moving the needle. You know, if you're addicted to Diet Coke and you drink a 12-pack of Diet Coke every day, you got to really ask yourself why you want to stop drinking the Diet Coke. Like, what are the gains? Because your brain will always cling to the known and it'll cling to that love, safety, and belonging. And so what are the gains in letting go of the Diet Coke? And, and where will I be more in alignment with who I want to be? And so you can, you know, logical, like it's full of chemicals. It's not natural. It, you know what I mean? It doesn't, it keeps me on this, whatever. It keeps me craving those types of things. Like you, you can have those logics, but, but if I let go of the diet Coke, what does that open up for me? You know, sort of a reframe that way. But what Jim says about this breaking the habit is I am not my habits. Like this is, this is not me. This is a habit. And this is when the urge comes up to, to have the diet Coke or to have, you know, the cookies or cigarette or whatever it is. Um, I am not my habit. Uh, th this is, this is a habit and this urge triggering me. I, I'm acknowledging the urge because if you ignore it, think about like, um, a teapot on the stove, you know, when you ignore a teapot on the stove and you've got it going, like it just gets louder and louder and louder. Right. So it's not, it's not ignoring it. It's saying, but this is not me. Like, I don't have to fall into this habit pattern anymore. This is just a habit. This is not me. Like, uh, this, this urge to have a cookie or to have whatever will go away. And I literally dismiss this urge. Like, I, I dismiss this need for a cookie. I dismiss this habit voice that's telling me that I need this. And when I choose to dismiss it, and move my attention. And this is the big part, like, because what we focus on grows, what we resist persists. So if I ignore it, if I resist it that way, it's just going to keep coming at me. And, um, those of you listening, I'm a total dork and using my hands like crazy, even though you can't see me. <laughs> so, so I'm hiding behind my hands. Like if you resist it, if you pretend like it's not there, it's going to keep coming at you, but you acknowledge it. And you just say, you know, for me, like this 
need for a diet coke is a thing of the past like i this is a thing of the past i dismiss it i move my attention to and then you know moving my attention to what i want to focus on to being and you know having more energy through whatever that looks like, whatever we want to focus our energy on then away from that, whatever we want to focus our attention to, because truly what we focus on grows and, and our energy will be, we, we do things either and we'll move to this next, I'm sure, give us energy or take it away. Uh, and that's happening all day long for us, which is the other reason why we're always exhausted. And we typically tend to choose things that steal our energy and, and don't even realize it. And so having that habit battle, Coke, don't have the Coke, Diet Coke, have the Diet Coke. Don't have the Diet Coke, have the Diet Coke. Or the cookie or whatever it is, is exhausting. And so if we just acknowledge it, like I'm acknowledging this urge for the cookie, I'm acknowledging this, and I'm dismissing it. Like I, Basically, I have better things to do with my time and my energy than to give in to this habit, you know, than to play this habit game anymore. And so I'm just going to dismiss it and I'm going to move my attention to something else. Takes practice like anything else. But the more that we practice it, the better we become at it. And, and it's the move the attention part. So dismissing it, we've acknowledged it, we dismiss it, we move our attention. And the, I find that the moving the attention is what really is sort of the solidifier. And so, again, who do I want to be? Who, who am, I, am I embracing, you know, as if it is already done? And what would, what would that, you know, million-dollar female entrepreneur would she be having this ridiculous brain battle with a Diet Coke? Nope. You know, I mean, I, I just make those decisions. Like, no, she'd be, you know, evolved higher than that. And that's me. And so I'm past this. Like, I'm, I, I'm past having this addiction or I'm past having these, these cravings that don't serve me. And they're just a habit. And I'm not my habits. And I can move from this habit. And I can even create a healthier habit that really serves my goals. 100% agree. I think it's really the mindset plays everything, like how you go into it. If you're looking at like what you're lacking from this, like what you're losing versus what you're gaining, it's such a different thing. And then also what you keep repeating to yourself, like I am weak, I am overweight, I am stressed, oh. I am... I am a person who grabs the cookie or I am a person who's addicted to sugar, then you're literally reinforcing that identity, right? And yes. identity is who you are. It influences your actions and everything that happens in your life. So yeah, as we keep repeating that, whether it be out loud or in our head, we're just reinforcing that as well, right? So can't agree Correct. more that you cannot go into this being just like, I need a strategy to cut sugar. Like, is there like an alternative sweetener that can be helpful? Like, okay, maybe that can be a tool, but if you don't address the mindset, it's not going to happen, especially long-term, right? Exactly, exactly. It, it truly is, that's where it starts. Thoughts create feelings and emotions, which create our beliefs, which create our actions, which create our results. And so everything, our entire reality, and you said this earlier, is created by our thoughts. Like everything that we have now is created by our thoughts. And so if that's an addiction to sugar, if that's overweight, if that's a crappy relationship, if that's whatever, it started in our thoughts and how we moved there, you know, and how we moved through that progression of thought to feeling and emotion to belief. And, and we believe, we believe then I am this person who needs a cookie at three o'clock or I am this person who needs coffee to get through life or, you know, we, we believe those things, they become our identity, just like you said, and what we focus on grows. And so we continue to focus on that and then it continues to grow as opposed to 
dismissing and moving our attention. And now what am I focusing on? Now I'm focusing on, you know, being that woman, that entrepreneur, that person who, and then, you know, nourishes herself in really healthy ways and nourishes herself in ways that, you know, grow her business and, and uh, make her feel good in her body and don't involve guilt or shame or any of those other things. Yeah. So mindset is a huge part of it. I think we have hit that on the head, but how would you explain, because I think a lot of people um, don't really understand the concept of how does sugar and coffee like deplete our energy because they might argue, but it increases my energy. That's how I get my energy. So can you explain a little bit about how it actually robs our energy? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, first of all, water, I just want to, I want to say in front of that, like, start to fall in love with water (laughs) because water is truly life for you. It is the elixir of life. Um, We are made up of, you know, 70, 80% water and our body doesn't regenerate that water. It can only use the water that we put in it. And water is truly vital for us for everything. And so when we put caffeine in, it then depletes that. It starts working our adrenals and and gets your system going in a way that even depletes more water than what you had in there. And water is for focus, like in our brain. Think about it like lubing up, you know, like when your hands are wet, how that is. Well, it's the same thing inside your brain. It helps carry nutrients through your bloodstream. Your lungs use water to function, like every part of our body, your joints, need water. So every single part of your body needs water. And when we start to introduce things that take that away, then like caffeine, we'll suck that up, you know, cancel out those, the benefits of water. Then that's when we start to get brain fog and that's when our joints start to hurt and all that kind of stuff. So think the caffeine again is the blood sugar roller coaster. It takes us, it's a stimulant, but then it drops us every time. And so that in our bodies, you know, keep, we think that we need it. The sugar, um, stops our system. Like I said, it overproduces insulin in our system. And so then our sugar, our system can't function like it should and get nutrients out of things like it should when it's constantly on that. If, um, if our brain is think about, if we're thinking about one thing, all the time. And we have to work on that one thing that we're thinking about. We can't think about this thing over here. And so it's the same thing in our system. If we're constantly putting sugar in it, then our system is like fighting the sugar and figuring out what to do with the sugar and storing fat. And it's working on those processes instead of working on the natural processes of uh, taking in the nutrients that we need and sending it to the places that, you know, breaking it down like it needs, getting into our bloodstream, helping us get rid of waste, things like that. Sugar will stop that production as well. It just really is, if you want to think of it in really general terms as like a roadblock <laughs> in your body from stopping processes that need to happen. And so it, it screws with our brain. Uh, it screws with our energy. Uh, it, it screws with our emotions because it screws with our brain and our energy, you know? So it really, I hope that answered your question. <laughs> Yes, I think so. <laughs> I feel like I went around the mountain, but... <laughs> so do you usually recommend to your clients going cold turkey, or how do you usually approach that? <clears throat> I, I 
don't unless we're doing a detox, uh, like a gut cleanse. You know, if they're if if the symptoms that they're telling me are we're really talking about, like could be um, adrenal fatigue and those kinds of things. You know, where they have just like bombarded their system for so long, then we'll do a, like a gut healing protocol for 30 or 60 days. And there's natural sugar in that, but there's no refined sugar. Typically, I just talk to my clients about moving the needle um, so that they don't fight it as hard. And they, we focus on what you do have as opposed to what, what you don't have. And so, you know, having all these choices and moving to whole foods and things with, you know, one ingredient like an apple <laughs> or a pineapple, you know, that kind of a thing, as opposed to my clients come to me and they, and I'm not, I'm not dissing shakes or bars or anything like that on occasion, you know, as in your purse, because you're, you're going to be out and you're not going to be able to grab. But when, uh, you know, when we're eating things out of boxes all the time, we're not, we're choosing low nutrient all the time. And then, you know, we're not meeting our nutritional needs like we could be with food. And so we're feeling depleted. We don't have energy. We have brain fog, that kind of a thing. And so I, I encourage them to move the needle. And I typically do this great experiment with them on energy and how they feel when they eat foods. And so how does it feel when you eat this? Like take some notes. It's not like journaling calories or macros or anything like that. But just how, how did you feel before you ate it? What were the, you know, what were you, were you stressed? Were you this, were you that? And then after you ate it, did you have energy? Did you not have energy? What, and then we look at what, what they were eating. And nine times out of 10, when they have a donut or have something like that, like, man, I was just tired afterwards. Or I just, I got jittery or that, mm -hmm, you know, and then they see it on their own and then they move the needle. It's, it's when you take it away that's, you know, that's that restrictive property of a diet. Uh, I, I really don't like to um, encourage dieting ever uh, because it doesn't work long term, you know. And so a cleanse or something along those lines that when we're trying to heal something, uh, that's different when we're doing clean eating to detox from sugar. I feel like that's, that's different. That's not a diet. That's a, that's a complete shift, but, um, any, any sort of super heavy restrictions like that, you know, I mean, just the rebel comes out in us and then we want to dive into the bag of Oreos because we haven't had any feeling of like satisfaction or sweetness in, in anything. And this is what we've been focused on the whole time. Do you, have you ever experienced that? <laughs> Yeah, I find that when I put more rules and more restrictions, all I wanted to do was rebel against it and just, you know, not stick to the rules. And then the next day I'd be like, okay, let's start this again. Let's make some new rules. And it would never work until I finally was like, there are no rules anymore. And then I literally was like, oh my God, this is working. <laughs> and I was actually focusing on like what I really needed, which was like the emotional mindset kind of healing and like the things that weren't. I guess, fulfilling me in my life or that were toxic. And then, yeah, everything started to shift. And I was like, wow, this makes sense. <laughs> well, you know, we turn to food, we turn to food as women, I think as well, um, because we typically tend to take care of everyone and everything else. And then we leave very little to no time for ourselves. And so, okay, I have five minutes for self-care 
I'm going to eat this candy bar. You know what I mean? We're going to get that because we're going to get the dopamine hit. We're going to get the satisfaction feeling from it. We're going to whatever, you know, as opposed to the candy bar. I deserve the glass of wine. Yeah. Yes. And you do, but you deserve, you know, you, you deserve even more than that. Like you deserve to feel amazing all the time. And so one other thing that we talk about in coaching and that's the good, hard inner work is you deserve this. Make the choice with your eyes wide open. How will you feel? Will you feel shame? Will you feel guilt? How will your energy level be? What will you think about yourself if you have the candy bar? If you are having the candy and you're like, because I'm awesome and I'm just having the candy and you're going to enjoy it and savor it and take in the experience and the whole thing's going to be good, a good experience, have the candy bar, you know, but if it's going to be a reward because I worked hard and then I'm going to feel shame about it and all that kind of, that's, that's where we go. Okay, let's look at this. Let's really, let's figure this out and see, you know, because eating is a pleasurable experience and it should be, we want food should be enjoyed. Like we get to enjoy it. It, it shouldn't feel bad to be like, Hmm, this tastes really good. And when you're focused on high nutrient and eating for energy and really loving your body, the higher nutrient that you go, the better it tastes. Yep. 100% agree. So what are some of your favorite ways to boost energy naturally, whether that be nutrition, mindset, practices, movement? Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Um, Well, number one is our thoughts. Like just the way that we think about things, the, our thought patterns, our thought habits, our beliefs, really, because we'll start in our thoughts, will steal our energy all day long. And so even just thinking, I'm so stressed out, I'm so stressed out, I'm so stressed out, I'm exhausted. Guess what? You win. You are. Your brain will give you proof of it, right? Your RAS, your reticular activating system, it's a filter. It filters things through your brain because we can't possibly take in all the thoughts and things that come at us all day long. And your brain's job is to, you know, automate things so that it doesn't burn as many calories. And it will filter every proof of that in, right into your brain. It's like, oh, stressed? Yes, absolutely. Here's all the proof of that. Because we're always winning the game that we're playing. And so when we find ourselves in that spot, in our thoughts, that's the first place that we can create energy or we can just deplete it. I mean, just you know, think about it. Like the, just when we start to think about something exhaustive or sad, or, you know, like when we overthink, we just start to get drained immediately. When we feel overwhelmed, when we start to think that we're overwhelmed and, oh, I have a million things to do, then our energy just gets depleted. And so shifting our thoughts is, is the number one way that we can really increase our energy. And in order to do that, we get to start practicing uh, gratitude and abundance and joy. And, and so uh, there's a book called Hardwired for Happiness. And you can, uh, neuro-linguistic programming just across the board, you can absolutely reprogram your brain. You're creating new neural pathways. And that's what we do in coaching. That's some of the things that we've talked about here. But focusing on the good, noticing the good, we, we tend to, as a society, something good happens. We're like, yeah, woohoo, move on. And then, but something bad happens and we just plop our ass down in it and roll around in it, right? Instead of saying, okay, wait a minute. Yes, this is a negative thing that happened, but I had a million good things happen and I just scooted by them so fast. I didn't take any of them in. 
in Hardwired for Happiness, they, he says that um, positive experiences, our brain is like Teflon and negative experiences, our brain is like Velcro. And so the first start of those thought patterns, not going to the ones that deplete our energy all the time is having, having gratitude and being able to practice gratitude and choosing to practice gratitude because then we can, what we can redirect, what we focus on grows and like, okay, well this really sucked. And now I'm going to move my attention kind of thing. So definitely in our thoughts, uh, nutrients and water, number one, like you're so depleted, your energy gets so depleted. Dehydration will steal your energy in a second. So really staying as hydrated as you possibly can. Uh, yeah. Like where you're, getting up all the time to go to the bathroom and it's a pain in the ass. Well, it's better than being <laughs> depleted and not having any energy. There's this meme too that says, <laughs> drink a lot of water. You'll be in the bathroom so much you won't have to deal with everybody's drama. Yeah, I love that one. <laughs> <laughs> I laugh every time because I'm like, oh, that's me. <laughs> I'm always in the bathroom because <laughs> I drink so much water, right? So drinking water that way, really tuning into your body about what activities bring you energy and what activities steal them and start being responsible for what you say yes and no to because you do have control you do have a choice so if it's an activity that you you just are unable to say no to like going to your job every day and you don't have an exit plan yet then where can i find the gratitude in that and then you'll you'll be creating more energy than you're depleting but lots of things that we say yes to we don't we don't need to. We guilt ourselves into it and those things deplete our energy. And so really tuning into ourselves about the activities that we're doing, that we're participating in, even if it's conversations with certain people, gossip, those types of things, that can really, really, maybe it's scrolling Facebook or Instagram and starting to get really down on yourself because, you know, you're tricking yourself into thinking this is people's everyday all the time existence when is their highlight reel, right? And so that is an energy depleting activity too. And so we, we really can shift through nutrition, the hydration, doing that energy, a uh, little energy experiment. I do that with all my clients where, okay, I ate this. How do I feel afterwards? You know, oh, I ate this. Look at, I could go, I could go for a walk. That's always the goal for me. Like when I have a meal afterwards, I want to be able to go do stuff. Like I want to be able to go for a walk, work out if I want to, that kind of stuff. Not, oh, I need to sit on the couch <laughs> for the next three hours. So thoughts, nutrients, and then activities that we're participating in, all of those things. And so if we're feeling like our energy is low, you can at any moment, anytime, jump up and have a dance party with yourself and really boost your energy. Like put on your favorite song, start to look, look, laugh, like look, go through memes that really make you laugh, funny videos, that kind of a thing. And you can boost your energy naturally that way. And then you can ride that wave and keep doing those things that, that give you natural energy so you don't have to depend on the things that you think give you energy that truly deplete it. And finally, get enough rest, my loves. Like rest is so essential. And, and getting proper amounts of sleep, that is when we heal. That is when um, our brain, you know, gets back to functioning at its normal levels. All that great stuff happens during our sleep time so that when we wake up, we can. We do have energy the next day. We can be productive and, and move through our life in the way that we want.
Love it. So I absolutely love this this episode with you and this conversation. Uh, but we are getting to the end. And I think we could just keep going on and on. But we, I would love for you to share like where we can find you and what you're up to. Absolutely. So uh, you can find me at mindyhebner.com. That is my website where you will, you can grab my freebie, uh, double your energy with these five simple steps. And so that's just a great way to get jump started. I'm always available for a free breakthrough call. Like if you're feeling stuck, unclear, what do I do next? Can really figure out what is keeping you from having the income, the impact, the energy that you want. Uh, and I'm on all the socials, uh, Mindy Hebner on Instagram, Mindy Hebner on Facebook. I've got um, a business page as well. And you can follow me there and get tips and ideas, fun stuff like that. And then I've got a private Facebook group that you're welcome to join as well. So lots of places to connect with me. Um, I And I will be launching. So there'll be a wait list for a six month group coaching experience where we're really work on all the things that we talked about here and make those huge identity shifts about who we're showing up as and and who we really want to be amazing well all of that will be in the show notes for you guys thank you so much mindy i had a wonderful conversation with you and thank you for sharing all of your wisdom and knowledge with us oh thank you thank you for the privilege i truly appreciate it just want to take a moment to share my sale that's going on right now with my online course so the PCOS breakthrough self-paced online course which is your step-by-step blueprint to understanding PCOS and really tackling the underlying triggers and foundations so looking at inflammation managing your blood sugar managing your stress looking at thyroid health um, hacking your hormones understanding your different hormones throughout your cycle etc really understanding the foundations to what it takes to healing PCOS. And so that includes audio and video lessons, as well as PDFs and guides and resources to keep you accountable and for you to actually apply different strategies and action steps to actually, you know, apply it to your own life. So if you are interested at all, check out the link in the show notes that will be available until the end of the month only, then prices will be going back up. If you are looking for more support, there is a VIP option. So that gives you one-on-one messenger support with me for one whole month. So I'd really encourage you to check that one out. That's an awesome deal. Um, and then you can ask me anything that comes up. So that will be in the show notes available until the end of September. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. I hope you loved it. As usual, if you do, I always appreciate a review and rating on iTunes. Super simple. Takes three seconds to do if you don't know how to do it. Google it. It's really, really easy. And it really helps me reach more people and especially people who want to hear about this sort of stuff. So thank you again for supporting me. And I will talk to you guys next week.